Green Visions, Green Ideas. Hello and welcome to our ninth podcast. On the microphone today is Katharina Ruban. Today I welcome Danielle Wilde, who is Associate Professor at the Department of Design and Communication at SDU in Kolling. Danielle has a research project that wants to explore the ways people can change their habits and practices regarding the food they eat. Hello, Danielle. Welcome to our podcast today. Hi, Katarina. Lovely to be here. You have an exciting project that wants to explore the way Danish families and singles can adapt to new habits when choosing what they eat. Tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, the project is called Rethinking Food. And it asks a couple of, we're trying to find out a couple of things. You know, um, we increasingly see reports and advice from an international level from all kinds of experts, you know, talking about what we need to do or we what we might do in response to climate change and biodiversity loss and all of the these really big challenges that we're facing if we want the planet to be, you know, continue to be a wonderful place for people to live or be an even better place for people to live. And so our research takes one of these reports, the Future 50 Foods report, and uses it as a starting point to ask people how they might change how they eat and what would empower them to change how they eat, to become more sustainable. Um, okay, this Future 50 Foods report is done by the World Wildlife Fund and by KNOR. And what uh, astonishes me is that a company like KNOR is involved in this. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, isn't it? It's quite challenging for a lot of people. I learned recently that when Knorr first started as a company, long before they were a multinational company, they started specifically to make food affordable for people, to make affordable, nutritious food. And so it's not completely incoherent with where they started, but they are a big multinational company. But what's interesting here is that with World Wildlife, they financed the report. And the report was put together by world leaders in, in food and sustainability. And what they were tasked with doing was identify 50 foods from around the world that are healthy for people and planet. And the majority of the 50 foods should be available on every continent. So this is interesting because the fact that it's Knorr's is, is troubling for a lot of people, but also the fact that some of the foods simply aren't available where you live is troubling. So we want to find out how people can engage with that. So what we did is we, we actually bought as many of the 50 foods as we could find in Colling and we delivered them to 34 families. And so there are 34 families at the moment who are doing the first part of our study, who are cooking with the foods and talking about them and arguing about them and sharing recipes and having all kinds of discussions. And they've also, they've had a cooking class with a chef learning new techniques for working with foods and, and they're discussing all of these things. So we're following those to find out how people are thinking about, about these things. The, 
The study actually has three parts. In the second part, we invite people from all over Denmark to get involved. And they can participate in what we call the free range course. It's like a three course meal. And for the free range course, they can fill out a survey. There's a pictorial survey that's quick and you can see all the foods and think about, have you seen them before? Do you have them in your home? Have you eaten them? And there's a written survey that gives us a bit more information. But they can also join a closed Facebook group and run different experiments themselves and discuss with people from all over Denmark how they try to eat sustainably and talk about the 50 foods and what it means for someone living in Denmark. At the end of the study, we have dessert and everyone can come together. And that's where we will, the research team, will present our findings as far as we understand them, but we'll present them to all of the participants and to the different publics to look at and tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, what we missed, what we're not aware of, so that it's really representative. And somewhere in the middle, we'll have a what's called a fellas evening, where we hope the whole of Denmark will come together online and eat, eat together. Well, that sounds really very good. I think our students will love the experimental part with the food and also to get some new recipes to try out. That was really great. And uh, will there be also online available then uh, recipes for, for the different kinds of foods? Well, we're not posting recipes online. The Future 50 Foods Report, if you look it up, they have a cookbook that's free, that's available online, that has lots of really great and interesting recipes. Our Facebook groups are closed, unfortunately, um, for, for people who decide not to join the study. But if you decide to join, then people are sharing recipes and we are also sharing recipes with people um, along the way and, and just seeing what people come up with. Well, I had a brief look at the report and I uh, actually found out already some new something new that I could do with beetroot, <laughs> with the leaves of it. And uh, very nice uh, that I want to try as well. So it's worthwhile uh, having a look on it. It's it's many pictures. It's not a boring report. So um, it's, it's written for a general audience. So yes. it's really easy to read. It's really quick. It's really accessible. And it gives you, yeah, straight away actionable advice uh, there's one thing that came into my mind when i had a look at it is uh, the food that you discussed there the 50 ones uh, that you picked out um, or the experts picked out is uh, not only local here i mean especially for denmark uh, most of these foods are not local that's right and that's something that can be a bit challenging for people when we went shopping in colling there were only 11 of the foods that we couldn't find <laughs> And two of those were because they're out of season. So, so pumpkin flowers and pumpkin leaves you can normally find here and one of the kinds of mushrooms you can normally find here. But one of the, one of the things that also comes up, there's a nut on there called bambara groundnut. And uh, there we, I have no idea what it tastes like or what it's like. I know it comes from Africa and everybody is really quite troubled by this. Um, there are mushrooms on there that come from Japan and they're like, well, can't we have local mushrooms? And these are really good questions and they're important questions. And as we think about sustainability advice, the advice we get for experts, especially when it comes from international experts for an international report, it's designed to suit everyone. So it's very general. 
And the, the thing is, the way we live and the way we eat, certainly, is very personal. It's something we do every day and people have strong likes and dislikes and they have favourites and they have rituals and they have yes. things they eat at holidays or birthdays or special occasions. And this, this is very personal. So it's very hard to bridge the gap between this generalised international advice and, and the personal, very personal, particular situations that people are in. Yes. Uh, so, so you also expect some controversy discussion about the ingredients and also think about uh, that for each country there might be some adjustments. So you you have local food included, and it's not only the fifty ingredients that people are supposed to use. They should use them additionally, as I understand it, right? Indeed. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea is not that. All you do from here on in is eat the 50 foods, not at all. The idea is here is some solid research that has been done that has identified 50 foods that are healthy for people and planet. So if you are out shopping and you have a choice between one of these foods and another food, know that this food is healthy for you and for the planet. So it's a good choice. Yes. Maybe on that day your tastes might take you in a different direction, but knowing this information can help you make choices that are that are both socially and ecologically sustainable. So it will also help the farmers in the respective countries and uh, using less soil or less water or whatever uh, than with other foods that we might get from there. Indeed. And I mean, if you think about it, a, a lot of things that come to whose origin is in another place can, is, is grown locally, perhaps not as local as here in Denmark, but perhaps somewhere in Europe. But if we also look at the global situation and the global, the food system, the human food system is global. And there are issues and challenges that come with that. But there are also perhaps opportunities. So if we go back to the example of the bambara nut in Africa, if this is really a, an amazing food that's, you know, has incredible health-giving properties and is great for the planet, then when we look economically and, and at, at the trade system between Africa and Europe, most of the exporting goes in one direction. Most of the exporting goes from Europe to Africa. Far less comes from Africa to Europe. However, if we look at Africa, one of the largest proportions of arable land on the planet, that's land that you can grow food in, is in Africa. Yes. So that's maybe true. we can redress some social and economic imbalances that end up being much better and much more sustainable on so many levels. So it's not a, the food system doesn't exist independent of yeah. these other pressures and and sometimes we can it's it's hard to understand it because it's so complex yeah it's But very difficult yeah sometimes that complexity can help us to to find a more equitable balance overall a very important point good that you mentioned this and um the overall how would you sum up how should people address you if they want to be part of this project what should they do so they can go to our website so sdu.dk forward slash rethink food, all one word, rethink food. 
And if you, on there, you'll find the contact information. If you want to email, the email address is rethinkfood at sdu.dk. But all of the information is on the website. So go there and have a look. And we also, in two weeks time, well, I, uh, I should probably give a date. I don't, I don't know what it is. Not this coming Friday, but the Friday after. Um, DR, the, the Danish national broadcaster, is running a 10-day special theme. So it's week 46 and the weekend's either side. They're running a special theme on related to this research project. They will be, uh, there are interviews with me and with the other researchers. There are interviews with some of the families that have been involved. There are interviews with independent experts. And there's all kind of information that will be made available about the challenges around food and sustainability and how or why we might like to transform the way that we eat. So that that gives a very accessible extension of the project. And you can just, I think you'll just go to the dr.dk website and then they'll have a special, a special, oh, a special page for the theme on research. But uh, you will definitely put it on your webpage when this yes. is, and uh, you can also drop me a line, and I put the information in our additional informations to this podcast. And though, um, so we, you all get this information um, in additional links. And, and join us for the fellows evening. <laughs> yes, that the would be a good idea. Money. When yeah. will that be? In about a year's time or half a year? No, no, when no, no, no. It, will, it will be sooner than that. We haven't decided on the date. We're still working things out in terms of, we don't know how big an explosion of participation we'll have with the DR special theme. So we want to kind of manage that first and get people on board. The Fellas Feasting will probably be in December. Okay. And then dessert won't take place until February. Because well, we that's the most important, to, probably. <laughs> yeah, we need time to analyze the data that we have and to work out what our interim findings are so that we can bring them to people. And very, very nice. I wish you really good luck with this project and uh, I hope we hear some more from it and all our listeners will join in Feather Spiesning in this joint eating and also for the dessert and look at your results. It's really interesting. Well, thank you very much, Danielle, for being with us today. Thank you, Katerina, for having me. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Well, bye.